Hey guys, it's James Hill here with Hill Strength Radio and today's show we're going to be sitting down and talking with Ben Breen. Ben is the co-owner of CrossFit Soul Rebel and the owner of Manta Fitness Equipment. Manta Fitness Equipment is Ben's newest business and he is bringing the Strong Fit sandbags finally to us Aussies and Kiwis. So in today's show we're going to sit down and talk with Ben all about training and life and why we can all benefit from sandbag training and what makes a Strong Fit sandbag the best. I hope you enjoy today's show guys. Awesome guys, let's get into another show for today. Uh, today I have Ben Breen with me. He's the co-owner of CrossFit Soul Rebel and uh, he owns Manta Fitness Equipment with his lovely fiancée, Ali. And uh, yeah, today we're going to be just talking all about, as you would have heard in the intro, all about sandbag training and why they brought in uh, the strong fit sandbags to Australia and how you can benefit from adding sandbag training sandbags into your training. So, uh, how are you, Ben? You keen to get into this, mate? Good, thanks, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No, no worries at all. I um, this uh, podcasting guest is uh, new to me, so I apologise if I'm a bit stuttery. Um, so that's the first one as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're both newbies in this together. Um, so just to start off with, so you co-own CrossFit Soul Rebel, and I always find it so fascinating when you hear people starting CrossFit or for coming into CrossFit for the first time. So for me, it was um, I'd done bodybuilding for a bit. I got sick of working out of the gym next to the same people that I I worked out next to the same dude every day at five thirty, and I didn't know his name. We'd have like a like a little <laughs> nod together like I just nod to him and then he you know and that was it and yeah. I remember one day I was walking up the stairs to go to the cardio room to do my 10 minutes on the treadmill for a warm-up you know the best warm-up you can Damn. do yeah and um I had a bit of an altercation with the gentleman that was hitting on a um hitting on a lady that was trying her best to leave the gym and then from that I I found I went home I was sulking and then I saw BSN's latest um newest athlete rich froning and that's how i found crossfit and joined the local affiliate so i'm just i'm always curious to see other people's stories so how did you find crossfit and uh yeah um it's a, i suppose a little embarrassing um <laughs> watching biggest loser um and the commando on there um i yeah I, I, for some reason ended up with his book um i read about him and uh he talked about crossfit and he was he went over to the states and i think it's third or second of the games one year one of the early years and i sort of looked into a bit more and yeah started training yeah just in the garage uh, myself to start off with and then found that uh, an old friend of mine had opened up a gym down the road so i went and jumped in there and and stepped, yeah got involved that's awesome i think i know that book you're talking about because my auntie gave me that book for my 18th birthday is it the yeah. one with like it's like a, about him and it's like a square? I don't know if you remember it, but it's a yeah. square and it's got red writing on it. Yeah, well, it? I have it in my background too. But oh, yeah, I'll um I'll include it to the show notes. I think a lot of new CrossFitters would benefit from reading that and seeing where, where how far it's come. Yeah, um, he was one of the first ones in Australia to be doing it. Really, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and um, I remember I read that 
that book and I put it down and I sort of forgot about it because I couldn't make sense of it. And as I said, <laughs> at the time I was doing bodybuilding and then a month after that I saw a CrossFit routine in men's health and I just could, I was like, where's the, where's the five sets of 10? Where's the, where's the bench press? Where's the, like, where's the curls? Like there's no, there's no routine to this. What? And then I, <laughs> and I completely disregarded it. So, um, yeah. So is there any sort of, uh, and then, you shortly after come on board to as a as a co-owner of CrossFit Soul Rebel. Was that purely like as a passion thing, or was that something you've always wanted to do? Because I know you have your bachelor in exercise science. So was that something that was? Um, yeah, I probably fell into doing personal training um, when I came out to Australia after studying, um, yeah. and I didn't really sort of get too involved in that it was it was good but there wasn't anything really like keeping me excited about it again like like you said it's all the same stuff same equipment um so i did that for a while and then found crossfit got more into that started coaching at soul rebel after about six months of training there and then probably it was just probably about six months after that we uh we started chatting about opening another gym together um and yeah, it was just, yeah, just that group atmosphere. I think I'm, I'm better in front of a group, um, for that, for that sort of situation. Um, and it just sort of fit me and where I was in, in my life at the time. And yeah, we just got, got going. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, having two, two locations is, is no easy feat as well. So, you know, it just goes to show on how, how well you and, uh, Ben, seem to run your ship because you know we see a lot of people go in the two the two locations and expand really quickly and to still have the two that's pretty pretty amazing so um yeah i um yeah, yeah tough yeah. slog yeah <laughs> tough I, start with. yeah definitely like I, um my wife and i have owned a gym and we definitely i definitely know where you're coming from there mate i, I can't even imagine what it'd be like in uh in um Melbourne as well, because that's what is it. So sort of, you guys are sort of like on the outskirts of Melbourne. I'm not really familiar with Melbourne at all. So yeah, we're a well, Formbury itself is probably north of Melbourne, and yeah. Greensboro's again a little bit further out, another 20 minutes out. So yeah, yeah. Greensboro's there's only a, probably one other gym around it, and Greensboro's yeah. there a good two three years before that one. Yeah, um, Formbury when we opened it, everyone was trying to open a gym at the time. So yeah. that five popping up on every street corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had a few people around us, but we never really paid too much attention to that. And yeah, some of them have died off now, unfortunately. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's um, I think it's one of them things where it looks easier than what it is, and oh. uh, <laughs> definitely. Um, so yeah, like I guess you said, what is it that that you love most about coaching when it comes to the the CrossFit atmosphere? Is it as you said the community, or is there other aspects that you love most about it? Um, probably to start with, it was just the, the variety that got me involved and, uh, and I love just changing it up all the time and getting away from just squat dead bench. Yeah. Um, but then as I sort of got into it more and sort of joined the CrossFit gym myself, it was more the community that was sort of a lot, it was a lot more fun to be around. You actually got to know people, um, and you get, you pushed harder as well. So to get into then coaching and see that from the other side, um, it just kept me much more interested. Um, yeah, you could see people develop and enjoy it and sort of smiles on the faces after they finished the session or got PR or whatever. It's just just more fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
I completely agree with you, mate. And um, it's, yeah, like you're getting that, like you see a person get a strict, a lady in her 40s get a first strict pull-up in the first time you know and as they jump off the pull-up bar they're like oh my god I've just done that yeah. you know it gives, still gives me goosebumps um, does oh it's yeah like you're just constantly breaking down the mental barriers and I, I yeah it gives me goosebumps I was um, I love training the like the 14 year old kids as well because they they just you know yeah just a different ball game is in, in itself but um yeah. so you and Ali have just launched Mantra Fit, Fitness Equipment or you've launched a brand and you're currently waiting the first shipment of Strong Fit sandbags they're on uh, their way on their way so um how did that all come about like how for those who don't know Strong Fit like do you want to give us a bit can you give us a bit of a, a background on uh, how that all come about yeah um I suppose I found strong fit myself um, through Barbell Shrugged and the podcast that he did with um, with guys, um, Julian. That is um, really interested me with just the some of the, again different styles and techniques they were using. Um, probably getting away a bit more from the barbell, which was I found myself I was beaten up by the barbell a lot. Um, and again, it was just something different to ring in. Like CrossFit can be different all the time, but again, you see the same movement patterns coming up over and over again. And he was talking about filling some gaps and holes, which CrossFit has in this training a little bit. Um, so, yeah, followed that, tried a few bits out here and there myself. Um, and then saw they, were, they started traveling around the world to do seminars and, uh, and coaches weeks. As soon as they were in Melbourne, I jumped on board, um, did their first coaches week in, as well, which was spending the whole week with them over at Swartz's gym. Um, and just sort of getting to know the principles a bit more and just relearning how to teach a few things or how to approach a few things. Um, jumped on board some of their templates um, to balance out my training as well and played around with that myself. Just that kept educating myself on how they do things. And as soon as they came back this year, uh, again, I jumped on board. I actually ended up hosting them for the weekend, um, for the week. At my gym, um, which was pretty awesome. Got to know Julian and Richard a little bit better. Um, yeah, and just, yeah, really sort of fell in love with how they do things again. And what they're doing is developing week by week, day by day. Um, so every time you talk to them, there's something new going on, um, which has also led me to get jump on their mentoring program um, now as well, which we started last month. So... Yeah, it's been a very sharp learning process on some of the stuff, but we found that oh, as we were chatting through the week that people in, or other people on the coaches' week were struggling to get hold of the bags, um, and I've always been looking for something else to do on the side. Um, so I got chatting to Rich, who's Julian's right-hand man. He run, basically runs the coaches' week now um, and sort of organizes all the, the bag sales and everything back in the U.S. Uh, and, yeah, he was looking for a... Someone to sort it out over this end of the, of the things, and yeah, just fell into place really, and we got going. <laughs> That's awesome, and it just goes to show like there's so many uh, things that I want to point out there for the for the listeners. It just whenever you want to just pursue something or be better at it, you just need to hang around with people that are doing what you want to do, and you need to have that uh, that passion and, and that thirst for some uh, to gain some knowledge and, and that open mindedness and. 
I'm really jealous because I, both times I've wanted to go, I've had both things come up in uh, my personal life that I've had to unfortunately deal with. And right. so hopefully next year, <laughs> if they're coming, I see that Julian's settling down a bit. So I, um, yeah. Well, They'll still be coming. Oh, that's good then. So yeah. I'm, I've uh, I blocked out next year. That's that's happening. But no, you know, no way, no wrong, nothing's going to stop me. Um, but I just want to just go back a bit. And you said like there's some holes that you that they identified in the in the CrossFit's programming. And I remember watching that li- and listening to that podcast and just having my mind absolutely blown by. It. <laughs> and um, I still have it blown by you know by Julian stuff. So is there some of the stuff? Like, what holes have you seen yourself? In, a, in addition to that, since you've been mentored by Julian, and what sort of changes have come about after identifying them? Yeah, um, so CrossFit as a whole is a very sort of up and down, forward and back sport, um, or just fitness program. Um, and I think since something like the CrossFit Games has come in, it's become even more so, um, a very barbell dominant. But you miss out a lot of that unilateral stuff, which is coming a bit more back in from using the dumbbells in the open and, and regionals now um, and that rotation as well so by just trying to address those and fill those gaps you, you're trying to just rebalance everything and just not not get rid of other stuff but just add to it and, and try and yeah just balance out the body see where there's weaknesses you find there's a lot of common things you see in crossfitters like the lack of lats um Everyone's got fairly well-developed pecs and shoulders, but the lats aren't there to help support that structure. And, and that's where we see a lot of shoulder injuries happening. Um, and then as well, the legs are the same sort of thing. People don't tend to use them, the right muscles in the right, the right way. Um, he talks a lot about his, his principles are all about internal and external talk and trying to switch on the right muscle chains for the right movement patterns. Um, so that just that concept alone is sort of mind blowing for me. Um, and now he's also trying to link in the nervous system with breathing um, and trying to get it all happening at the same time, which this is a lot to think about as well. But um, if you can get it wrap, head wrapped around it and trying to get little bits introduced to your members here and there, like it, it makes a huge difference. Um, yeah. So it's, it's not massive holes. It's just trying to sort of plug those little tweaks here and there. Yep. And so have you, you said you played around with the templates a little bit yourself. Have you implemented that in with your gym at all? Like, have and have you seen, what sort of results have you seen from that? Mostly it's been through my personal training clients. Yep. Um, yep. With some of the equipment we've got here and with the, across the two gyms as well, it's actually pretty hard to get. A, a decent amount into the programming and um, personally my, my business partner does all the programming and uh so we need to sort of work that out and just introduce bits here and there but the whole concept of internal external talk definitely try to bring into the classes um just little bits like um different warm-up techniques or priming techniques to to help people get people in a good state of mind before they start to come into the gym or start to lift anything heavy so there's definitely ways to do it and bring it into into the gym program, but um, I don't think I'm at that point just yet, which is where I want to get to down the track, hopefully. Yeah, awesome. 
Awesome. So, is there anything that, like, I know that a lot of Julian stuff is probably very hard to exp- hard to explain, but is there anything that I can even link on in the show notes for this episode for our listeners? Um, because a lot of the guys that listen are you know, CrossFitters in a, in a garage gym or just like your mum and dad. Just your dad is a former athlete and now is just training just for life. Is there anything that you find that any exercises or anything that they can specifically add into their routines? I could yeah. just yeah I could just find the information and link it into the show notes if that is it. Yeah, their their YouTube channel is probably the best place to go. Yeah. Um, something I do every session or every day is their oblique opener. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which um, is again a lot of crossfitters don't use their obliques or know how to use their obliques. Um, it's probably the, one of the most important muscles in midline stability. Like six packs, great when you get it for show and but it, it's not that functional yep. whereas if you get your obliques fired up that's going to help to actually just get your torso set in a better position um so by if you have a look for oblique opener on their youtube that will give you a good okay. sort of run through what to do and then you just got to play um because yep. a lot of this stuff is on how it feels to the individual yeah um, and how i describe i feel it is going to be something different to how you may feel it or you, your grandma might feel it. Um, it's all sets of principles. So if you oh, are, if start there and there's other openers as well um, yeah. to start with and just learning how to hinge properly, how to squat properly um, and then try to introduce that concept. And they, he talks a lot about internal torque, external torque um, on his earlier stuff. Um, so that's probably a, a good way to start and then cool. start to understand it all. Cool. I'll um. I I know I know the openers you're talking about. I can't remember the, the oblique one specifically. So I'll, for those who are listening, I'll um add them into the show notes so you can know what Ben's going on about there. Um. So why the strong fit sandbags? I guess what do you find that is the difference between um the normal sandbag you see and the strong fit sandbags? Like everyone's gonna. I know that everyone that doesn't see them, they're like, where's the handles? Or You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I personally love it. I think we, we used to have sandbags, and I think I think they're the best when they haven't got any handles. But if anyone's listening and they're thinking, why sand, Why strong fit sandbags? Like, what makes them so special? Um, so, like, I'd say any sandbag is a good bag. Yep. Um, I'm with you. Don't agree with the handles. Yep. Um, I think that just takes away the idea of trying to hold the thing and yeah. <laughs> makes it easy, yeah. which we don't want it to be too easy. Um, but as, as for picking strong fit over another brand, I just think that he's played so much with them and developed them over the years um, and gone and sourced different materials from around the world and tried to find the perfect way to stitch them. And you can't break them. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I've, I had a, friend or an old coach that tried to find me some in Australia and trying to um, make his own but I was throwing them over my shoulder one day the bag split open I could hear it happen behind <laughs> me and the sand was everywhere when I turned around I'm like Duh. so and I yeah the big thing like I've seen Julian drop him from like a, a five meter, meter balcony and just nothing happens um, they're even in Wadapalooza this year and um, one of the workouts was, uh, it's a lot of sandbag, sandbag cleans over the shoulders, 
not oh, sorry one bag broke during that whole day and they were moving the bags pretty much from dawn to dusk and he came went and had a look at the bag and it was right in the middle um there wasn't even a seam someone had actually dropped it on something sharp and it would split it that way so these things don't break yeah and <laughs> i um i remember all of our like that would be the one thing that I always used to say to our clients is put them down gently. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and when you add that fatigue factor in, that becomes quite hard. So, I um, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to get it, get a set uh, for my garage gym and uh, start playing around with it. So, let's do. I would let's transition into um, sandbag training and how we've ever since meeting Julian and going through all the all the strong fit mentoring. How have you implemented sandbag training into your training, and what do you, what appeals to you about it? Like as you said, you get beaten up by the barbell, but is there anything else? Yeah, so um, probably the big thing for me is that now I, I love the barbell. Don't get me wrong, um, but it it is hard to get into the right positions, and if you're doing it repeatedly under fatigue, it's gonna it will beat you up. Um, so the idea is. The, coming back to the internal external talk. So with a bar, the weight's on the, the outside of the body. Um, and because it's pulling, the gravity's pulling the weight down from the outside, the bar's basically bending up in the inside and it's pushing you into external torque. Um, and that goes for back squat, pressing, whatever it is, snatching. So that what we're looking for in those positions is more of an internal torque movement. So you want to be coming in instead of being pulled out. So when you get the sandbag um, and you hold the weight on the inside, whether it be in a bear hug carry or a front rack position, that weight's now pulling you into internal torque. Um, and it takes the pressure off. So you don't have to actually think about what muscles you're trying to use. You're just activating the right stuff. Um, and you find if, even if you do some warm-up sets of a sandbag and then go to a bar, it just feels different because you've primed those muscles to, to go. Um, good example for myself right now is I've got a bit of a, knee, a niggly knee at the moment. Um, if I try and squat a barbell, I get a pain in my knee. Um, and I've just avoided squatting a lot this year. Um, but if I bear hug a sandbag, I can squat without pain. Yeah, doesn't yeah. make a lot of sense it's the same movement pattern but it's just because i'm being put into better positions from where the weight is yeah and that, that's incredible you know i've struggled with patellatin and i just a fair bit and uh, you know you just tell me that i'm like that that makes it great so when i know when i get my sandbags i'll be able to on the squat on the days where the knee's not feeling the best i have something yeah. else up my sleeve apart from box squats or something um yeah, yeah awesome so have you is there anything that you like? I remember one of his Julian's workouts he posted, and I tried it. Was um, was it? I think it was five minutes, and it was like five squats at one end. You carry the bag like thirty meters, and then five squats the next end. Is that yeah, yeah, oh, yeah? And like the same thing with presses or something, and it's absolutely horrendous. Like you it's wouldn't very think, simple stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, I guess if you, what sort of um. Uh, so you mentioned bear house squats. Is there any other sort of movements that you really like playing around with that you encourage other people to try? Um, for a lot of my, my clients in the gym and PT sessions, it's, it is a lot of the, the basic stuff. Um, so squats, presses, 
been playing a lot with like a, a sandbag bench press recently. Um, again, it's just it just puts the weight in a different place and makes you think about think it about it differently. Um, but you can do anything like yep. cleans. Um, carries is probably one of the biggest things which I really sort of try and get people to do. Yeah. Um, and it, it plugs a lot of those holes that we talked about earlier. Um, so you hold it into a bear hug on your chest, um, get the right tension through the body, um, and then just walk yeah. as far as you can. Yeah. You basically, every time you take a step, it's anti-rotation. Yeah. So you lift one foot up, one side of the body has to stop you from falling over. Um, and that's a, a massive thing that CrossFit doesn't do. Um, so if you just pick up a bag and go for a 400-minute carry, yeah. it's going to be horrible, yeah. but it's uh, <laughs> going to give you some really, really cool sort of strength in different areas which you wouldn't know about otherwise. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So do, I guess what I'm asking is like, say, for example, I had um, – so today my workout was front squats, three seconds down, two second pause. I had um, 100-meter farmer's carry after that and then just like a, a – a plank hold in, on some rings so could i have substituted just my front squats with that like is there any other sort of um like is it just literally plug and play you know what i mean like instead of yeah you just yeah. gotta play with it and yeah. try these things um okay. so yeah you could bear hug that sandbag you can try and front rack that sandbag yeah that would be horrible yeah um because that switches the chest on a lot more as well, and you're just yeah. getting the whole body workout just from okay. holding that back there. Okay. Um, yeah, the yeah. farmer's carry, switch up and do a bear hug carry. Yeah. Um, even the plank, you can stick the sandbag on your back and make it harder. Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's, you're only limited by your imagination, really. Sweet. And that's, I guess that's exactly what I wanted to say, because... I don't know about you, but in the past, like I've seen these like new training tools come out, and I, I guess I want that that exact template or the exact principles, you know what I mean? I want to see it in black and white, and I know yeah. a lot of people are like that. So I sort of just want to try and give them as much as I as we can. In so, you know, I guess the saying is just just have fun. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think it's going back to basics. Yeah. Um, one of the first things I learned from Julian was his Wes scale. Um, so when he trains someone, he tries to work off his Wes. So it's um, weight-bearing, eccentric, and um, skill-based. So the lower or higher on the, that, those things, the depends on how much intensity you can put in. So if it's weight-bearing, uh, if it's low weight-bearing, you can go harder and harder and not die. Um, where Or you can push to that point where you are feeling like you're going to collapse on the floor. Whereas if you've got a big weight on your shoulders or over your head, there's obviously – a lot more stress going on there um so that's where he brings in things like a sled um so you're, you're pulling or pushing a sled there's it's zero weight bearing because the weight's on the floor and you're just pulling or pushing it um e was eccentric so if you can take out the eccentric part of the movement um again you can go harder and push yourself to to levels you probably haven't gone before so again with that sled example um it's all concentric movement you're pushing it or you're pulling it there's no lowering of the weight um so it, it makes it a lot a, a lot easier to push to another level and the, the skill a low skill movement again you, you don't have to think about it you just go um so you can sort of 
bring that intensity right up um, with, by with these simple movements and get so much more out of it. For example, like um, Hugh Grace um, or Isabel, you throw yeah. an, an Olympic <laughs> movement around, which is high skill. There's a, a fair bit of eccentric work and it's fairly, fairly decent weight bearing. I know it's not a massive weight, but if you were to do that with, say, a sandbag or a dead ball um, and do clean and jerks, dirty clean and jerks for time, you can probably go harder and faster through that um, because there's less skill in it uh, and it can feel a lot more horrible, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think anyone, everyone just needs to get a hand on, on some sandbags and we'll know exactly what Ben's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I guess it's sort of... You know, a lot of people, I don't know what if you see it much, but a lot of people make the mistake of, they train for health, but at, but at the same time they end up training like they're going to the games, if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, like they, they, they say, what are you working out for? Oh, I just want to be strong, fit and healthy. Okay, so why are you squatting six times a week and, 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 next, <laughs> and telling me you've got to go into a small of squat cycle? Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, that's excellent. Um, is there any... Hey. Turn around a little bit. Like, I think you see like Dave Castro bringing the dumbbells at the regionals and at, at the open level. They are thinking about these things, but um, I think it's taken them a while to realize that they. it's probably not... They've not helped the affiliates as much as they should have been. Um, so I'm hoping they're trying to see that now and just try and differentiate between what CrossFit was there originally for is a fitness program for the everyday person or your mums, your dads, your grandmas. Um, and then there's the sport, which is, is the top 0.5%, if even that, of people that do CrossFit. So it's definitely a hard one to, to get into your gyms. Um, um, yeah, and I think that's where Julian's come in and the whole strong fit principles are just trying to bring it back to that and just trying to get people having fun, being healthy and happy in their training. Because uh, if you're happy and enjoying it, like, that's the main thing. Oh, for sure. And, like, I guess I remember one guy we had that we trained and he um, he always used to get upset because I'd have, like, dumbbell thrusters or one-arm dumbbell clean and press or one-arm dumbbell snatch, you know, or arm, dumbbell overhead squats. And it was just, you could see that, like, he was in his, because he had come from, like, a more traditional CrossFit gym, you could see how frustrated he'd be, but, like, this isn't coming up in the open. So what is, you know, like, what's the point of doing this? And and you're 100% right. I, I love now the fact that now that Dave Castro's done it, everyone else is like, oh. Let's <laughs> like, get dumbbells now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I noticed the week after he did that, like, dumbbells everywhere were sold out in australia oh. <laughs> so yeah um so moving like is there anything any other sort of things that you've learned from julian and strong fit and all the last ever since you've been playing around with the strong fit uh, principles much like is there any other lessons could be just even life and or a business you know what i mean like oh there's there's a, a ton but at the moment they're really looking into like nervous systems um, and I'm, that's probably fascinating me how that's bringing, coming into play and tuning that in with training. Um, because people come to your gym and even yourself, like, like you get jacked up from working out or stresses through the day, working with your kids, 
um, just general life, everyone's just all amped up and stressed. Whereas if you can get them to actually tune into the right nervous systems through the right movement patterns or the right breathing patterns, get them into a state of mind where they're just relaxing, um, and then go and train hard and, and go through this whole cycle, which the body should be going through. Um, it's going to affect their daily lives a lot more that way. Um, and just create, like I said, happier, healthier people, um, just by doing the right breathing patterns even. Um, so I've been, that's something massively I've been playing with for the moment. Um, I've been training breathing for a straw. Um, I did it this morning in one of the classes I jumped in on, and uh, everyone's looking at me doing sumo deadlifts, <laughs> breathing for a straw, and going, "What are you doing?" <laughs> right, I'm just playing, just yeah. working some stuff out. Yeah. You laugh at me now, but you'll be doing this next week. <laughs> yeah, breathe <laughs> the brand of straws. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you played around with much of like Wim? Was it Wim Hof's? Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. Have you played around with much of his? Like, I've um only just discovered it myself, so I'm just yeah. 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 I think I found Wim Hof probably around the same time I found StrongFit. Yeah. Um, yep. And again, I was I was finding that I was myself all sort of stressed out with stuff and found that breathing. I wanted to try something different. And she, I heard, uh, might have been the Barber Stroke guys again. Um, yeah. Got involved and found Wim Hof and started the breathing patterns and some even cold showers. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've had a great experience with it like the cold showers especially i uh, i just found usually when i'd go for like two three months i get all built up built up pent up and then i'd get sick just by adding in a cold shower um every day my immune system got better and it sort of settled it down a lot more so I, yeah touch wood i haven't been sick for a fair while oh. um, and julian as well like he found one of i think it's casper um and got chatting to casper's one of wim hoff's um, trainers or trainees um, uh, and they, that's where they brought in a lot of this nervous system stuff um, just from, from chatting together and I think there's going to be a lot more of that stuff going on so it's definitely something to play around with um, I've had great benefits with it before it came into strong fit and, and uh, hopefully it's going to carry on and improve it still Excellent. I can't wait to see the development in that and I really can't because um, I think it also, what's his name? Is it Mark Devine from Sealfit? He does that box breathing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I, I've tried to play around with a bit of that and I, I always feel like I'm going to pass out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just going quickly back to the sandbag. So let's say we, I do my traditional CrossFit training at home. I do my, you know, my squat once a week. I snatch a clean jerk once a week. How would you... What's the best way for someone to start with sandbag training? Do they just, just allocate a day for um, for sandbags just to have a play around with it at the start? Is that how you? Is there any specific way that you would recommend them to do that? Yeah, um, I would. I you can do it any way you want, really. I, yeah. I'd probably to start with when I got my first bag, I just started carrying it. Yeah. So at the end of each session, if I thought that I could do extra work. I'd pick up the bag and try and carry it as far as I could. Yeah. Um, that's probably the simplest, easiest way, and you're going to get big bang for your buck there. Yeah, um, I like it. And then well, I, would, I would follow our, our class program every day and yeah. then probably 
two days a week, I would do some more strong fitty stuff. So get out the sandbags, get out the sleds and the yokes and do that twice a week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah if you just yeah. pick one day and you go, right, cool, they're programming back squats today, yeah. do it sandbags instead. Just try it. Yeah. Um, you'll feel different things. You'll, yeah, it'll just be a different experience. Yeah, I remember um, I was at a, at this snap fitness for some for some reason and they had a 55 kilo dead ball there and i'd never seen it apart from in spartan races but oh, i'll play i'll play around with this uh for a, for a brief bit and um i thought oh i'll just do some squats with it and i couldn't squat with a 55 kilo dead ball I, yeah. like just hold, holding it in like the front sort of like a front rack carry i guess you could say it was just like <laughs> it blew my mind and then every day that i was there afterwards i just played around with it it was extremely humbling so I guess yeah. you know. So I I think everyone should be uh, getting themselves some sandbags and and getting some other influence like a sled, as you said. I mean, how simple is that? Um, and a yoke. I, that's that's the next thing on my list for the garage gym is a yoke. <laughs> yoke's probably one of the coolest things you can get. Probably a little more yeah. expensive as well, but yeah. um, you can do some good stuff with a yoke. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the big ones Julian plays with is an overhead yoke carry. Yep. Yeah. Um, I actually heard him say once that he doesn't let his athletes snatch a bar that they can't carry that same weight overhead for, I think it's 30 meters. Yeah, right. So if you want to snatch 100 kilos, you got to go up and down the gym, you yoke overhead for, for 30 meters before he'll let you to try that. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. And that's just a safety thing. So yeah. it's yeah. things like this. You can do overhead yoke carry, overhead carries with the bag as well. That's if you've got the mobility. Yeah. So you can play with learn around with a lot of different stuff and make it really simple. Yeah, awesome. And um, I remember seeing it was something like his ratio on that barbell shrugged episode, and I'll link that in the show notes. It was like you should be able to do five reps with a certain like stupid, ridiculous percentage of your deadlift in a bent over row. I don't know if you remember that. It was, yep. something, it was something like, yeah. I, I don't know if about you, 50, 60%. Yeah, yeah, like, and to do a phenomenal amount of reps. And I remember like, – going out afterwards and I was like I'm nowhere near that like you know so yeah and this is where like um, like I said at the start all those those holes that CrossFit mm. it doesn't go out to create these holes it just happens to be that way through like CrossFitters do a ton of pull ups but they don't use their lats yeah um, so if we can develop those lats in something like a barbell row and have those lats there just think how stronger those pull ups are going to be yeah yeah, so, yeah, those strength numbers or structure numbers or that he wants are, are there for a reason and just to show that you've got those muscles and it's going to fill all those those gaps that, sh- that might be there. Yeah. Excellent, yeah. excellent. Um, so is there, I think we've uh, given people, you know, a lot in this episode. Uh, is there anything that, any recent books or other training resources that you'd recommend new coaches or is there just might be reading a book lately that you really liked at all? Is there anything that comes um, to mind? Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, um, yeah, podcasts. I'm always looking out for new new things to learn from. That's all. So yeah, and Ben Bergeron's someone who I follow a lot of as well. Yeah. Um, I think his approach um, to his gym and how he trains his coaches and how he trains his members is is pretty strongly aligned with what Julian's trying to do as well. Um, 
it's just getting back to the basics. Um, yeah. Being and trying to teach people how to be fit, healthy, and happy, and almost training to be nice people. Like, yeah. I think he has some sort of bracelet thing in his gym where if you, it's like a, what's the best way to say it? Like, if people, people, every member's got a bracelet. If someone comes in the gym and goes, oh, I've had a bad day, the weather's crap, yeah. um, I don't want to do the running today, all this, and just in a negative mindset. Just being a negative Nelly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyone, the coach or a member can go up and snap their bracelet and say, look, that's wrong. Like, and they've got to earn that bracelet back then. But, um, yeah, right, so it's just yeah, creating right. that positive mindset in the gym. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's probably someone that I watch a lot of and listen to a lot of. Yeah. Uh, Jason Kleep has also just started a podcast as well. Um, probably more businessy um, for CrossFit owners. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I take a lot of note of how, how he does things. Um, he's in the similar sort of mindset as, uh, as Ben Bergeron. Um, and then I just got back into Barbell Shrugged after probably a year or so of not listening to him all. And yeah. Mike's just started a. A strength coach podcast or series, yep. which I'm pretty interested to to hear about and listen more about. Cool. I was start listening to that today, yesterday. So, okay. yeah, cool. I'll I'll link them up, and I I, li- I listened to the Ben Bergeron one as well, and I just finished listening to his uh, latest episode where it was the difference between CrossFit and CrossFit Games training, and I think yeah. that's I think that was fantastic, and I think a lot of people need to listen to that. Um, yeah, yeah, awesome, man. Well, um. No, I think, is there any, I'm going to send people to the Mantra, Mantra Fitness Equipment uh, webpage and uh, tell, right, them to, tell them to sign and go to the website as well. Is it mantrafitnessequipment.com? Manta. Manta, sorry. I keep saying yeah. Mantra and my wife keeps pulling me up on it. Um, That's all right. Yeah, yeah, Manta. And yeah, if you go to your website, there's a form there where people can sign up and get alerted to when uh, the sandbags will be releasing. Um, yeah, we'll be doing pre-sales. Um, I'm hoping to get pre-sales going by this weekend. Yeah, nice. nice. And then the bags, fingers crossed, depending on customs, will be here hopefully um, midway through July. Yeah, good yeah. old customs. <laughs> <laughs> Should be pretty simple, but yeah. you never know. No, you never know. Like There might be like a dead black ant in there and they'll just quarantine the whole area. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't no, don't say that. But then they'll look at it and be like, oh, it's just an ant. Um, cool. Awesome. Awesome, guys. So, uh, yeah, make sure you head over to the show notes for this episode. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, James. No worries, mate.